How do you answer the question? Are we really ever done confirming our faith in God? Are we ever so confident in our theology of who God is and of where he is trying to make his presence known that we don't need support in that journey? The Christian community. I hear visitors and prospective members who come to Upper Dublin looking for a new sense of hope. They're hungry. They're famished in so many ways from the world beating them down. They're looking for a healing power greater than themselves, greater than anything they have found so far. Should I use that UDLC term that we have often uh, shared, God moments? They are seeking God moments. They look for these breaking in of God's love and presence at the age of 14, 21, 50, 65, and 90, there's still that hunger we have to convince ourselves that we are really not alone. Adrift on this ever-warming planet alone to sink or swim in an increasingly hostile world. Don't we all need to reaffirm our faith daily? Well, folks, there's good news a-coming. We can be encouraged, for today, as you've already heard, is Confirmation Day at 1030, and our youth will share their faith and their convictions with family and relatives and the congregation at large. These young people are the salt of the earth indeed, those who will help spice up and preserve the Easter promises of a risen Lord, Jesus Christ. They join our adult efforts now as members of the church to be the light of the world. In dark refugee villages and center cities' gun-possessed streets, they are on the front lines with their atheist high school peers and others who are bullied or depressed around them, who choose drugs over religion. So I am eager to share with you a few hope filled excerpts from what we call faith statements that our young people have to write, uh, a group of questions on what they believe about the creed, about the church, about ministry, about their giftedness, their spiritual gifts, their personality, and what they're going to do in their mission assignments in the world. They're always amazing, even though year after year, I think I've done these for uh, 15, 20 years, and, uh, and this year was no disappointment at all. what changes in some ways is the culture in which the students are growing up. And this is by far one of the more difficult, it seems, to be a Christian outright. And so their faith statements were completed this last month. Pastor Anderson and I each take an hour with them in our offices, and they are one-on-one with us, and we talk about their faith journey and where they're going next. There are tough questions in that. I don't, many of their parents have said, we're glad we didn't have to do this when we were being confirmed. First one was how, well, this is one of many. I had so many options to choose. How has your image of God changed since you were in third grade? Well, when I was in third grade, said someone, God was a bearded guy on a cross. Nothing more. Simply, he was the dude who was nice to everyone and lived a long time ago. Over the years, 
my understanding grew. Jesus is in everyone, everywhere, in a smile, in a simple good deed. My image of God has grown too, so I see God everywhere as well. I once heard this line, you need not be afraid of where you're going when you know God is going with you. Now I picture God like a hand reaching out from above to help me whenever I need him. Another question we ask, what's hardest for you to believe about the Christian faith? We don't shy away from the doubts that continue in our lives. This student wrote, to be honest, I'm not sure there's anything that's really hard for me to believe. But the fact that God forgives everyone, no matter what, is something that comes close. It's hard sometimes to wrap your head around the fact that even if you did something horribly wrong, it brings tears to your eyes that God will still forgive you because you're his beloved child. After repeating it to myself, I begin to realize that if God can forgive me, I can forgive myself as well. Another question to be answered, how do you model your faith? Sometimes I find myself standing alone from the crowd, said the student, in order to do what I find morally correct. I have my group of friends, but sometimes they don't make the best choices. And I pride myself on stepping away from them if I sense they're not doing the right thing. Oh, they're great friends, don't get me wrong, but I do often step away from social convention to do what I think is right. A lot of people in school even see me as this rare kid who always goes to church, and they think this is because I love to express my faith. It's not the norm these days for a teenager to wake up early on a Sunday morning to go to church. And I like being the outcast. I like being the outcast in my group that expresses his faith all the time. Wow. Oof, when I read that, almost brought tears to my eyes. Another question, what's the church's purpose? I believe our assignment from God is to spread God's word through scripture. And more importantly, to live by that word and use it in our everyday lives. As Christians, our mission from God is to help others in a variety of ways. The key thing that we must do, however, is to help others understand scripture so that they can use it for themselves and with others. This is what keeps Christianity alive today, what we are taught, what we teach others, to pass it on again. And these last two years of confirmation have all been helpful to myself, as well as other students, so we can become prepared to teach others. The last teen's comment would be really appreciated by columnist Ed Stetzer, who recently wrote in the Enquirer an article entitled, entitled, Evangelism is Central to the Calling of Christianity. 
He writes, It's essential to understand that regardless of our personal comfort level, we are called to share our faith because Christianity is a missionary faith. Despite the change in our culture, the way our faith is regarded, Christians are commanded to tell people about Jesus, to be fishers of men. It isn't necessary for every Christian to rent a stadium to proclaim the gospel to thousands. Most Christians gain a hearing for the gospel while exchanging life stories at the coffee shop, taking a meal to a hurting family or or standing for justice in an unjust world. What evangelism requires is that when we care for a good friend or we speak out for a cause, we tell others that our faith is the reason we're doing it. We tell them the good news that was told to us. Magician Penn Gillette of Penn & Teller said this. He asked this question. How much do you have to hate somebody? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? I never thought of it that way. (laughs) To know that everlasting life is possible and not share it. It's a good question for many Christians to answer today, Stetzer says. A 2012 LifeWay research study found that 80% of church-going Protestants believe they have a responsibility to share their faith, but only 39% have actually shared with someone how to become a Christian in the past six months. So what do you answer when asked, are we really ever done confirming our faith in God? At the age of 14, 35, or 90, we have so much work to do, my friends. The world is so hungry for hope. So listen to the wisdom of our teenagers this morning and let us all be inspired by them and with them to go out and tell the world enthusiastically that God is our light, the salt of our life. And Jesus is the answer for the world today. Amen.